Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the biggest matchup of the week. It's Michigan versus the Big Ten. The commissioner of the Big Ten. I'm not sure what the point spread is right now or the over-under We'll explore that a little bit further. It feels like there's going to be an unveiling today of sorts, but Michigan is going to put up a fight, and the question is what kind of punishment, if any punishment, is handed out as early as today. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Thank you, and our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Eli Manning will stop by a little bit later on. The uh, great college football voice, Rick Neuheisel, former college football coach, will give us his thoughts on what should and what will happen with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Keep in mind, Rick said two weeks ago he thinks by next year Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL. So Michigan and the Big Ten go back and forth on possible punishments here. And uh, ESPN has been all over this story. Any potential discipline from the commissioner is not expected until today. It's unknown, as of now, whether the potential penalties could be uh, a suspension, a fine, or both, neither. And the focus would be on Jim Harbaugh and not the players themselves. This is according to ESPN. Uh, Michigan has responded in a big way. They sent out a 10-page response to the conference, and it was focused on urging the commissioner to respect due process and argued that a sanction at this stage would be breaking the league's bylaws in an effort to lay the groundwork for potential legal intervention if Jim Harbaugh is suspended this week. Once again, the best matchup of the week is the Big Ten versus Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. But you got everybody in your House of Representatives are in this. You got it all. Everybody's on board with this. And I think if it's above and beyond what Michigan would uh, expect, then there'll be a temporary injunction. I mean, they're going to make sure that this isn't heard, settled, uh, decided until in the offseason, that Michigan would still be able to go full speed ahead and play maybe for a national championship. They got Penn State coming up this weekend, and then Maryland, and then Ohio State. Dun-dun. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. 
Thank you for going to danpatrick.com, signing up for the newsletter, because Dan's deals are back starting next week. We have your holiday shopping taken care of. We hooked you up for Mother's Day, and you took us up on these incredible offers. We're going to do it again for the holidays. You have to sign up at danpatrick.com. Just put your email address in the box that slides out bottom right corner, and you're good to go. This first hour brought to you by King's Hawaiian. Make Sunday a slider Sunday, and if you need recipe inspiration, kingshawaiian.com. Thursday night football. Ish. ish. Let's go. Ish. Panthers getting three against the Bears. If you're a Bears fan, what do you want to happen tonight? Paulie, you're a Bears fan. What would be the ideal situation for the Bears? So right now, from the NFL draft standpoint, the Chicago Bears had the second pick of the draft, and that's Carolina's. They also have the third pick of the draft, which is theirs. So um, if Chicago wins tonight, their draft pick will go from the third pick of the draft to the sixth pick of the draft. If they lose tonight, Carolina's pick goes to four. Okay. Uh, it actually stays. So the Bears, from a draft pick standpoint, would prefer the Carolina Panthers to win tonight. It keeps them higher in the draft. Mm. The Bears winning is bad for the Bears. And they're good at not being winning. They're good at not being good. Yes. Uh, that's coming up tonight. Panthers at the Bears, and uh, the line three or three and a half, according to uh, DraftKings. The uh, 76ers, I watched that last night with the Celtics. They won six in a row. The Clippers have lost three straight. The Nuggets, eight and one. They won last night against Golden State. The Lakers, the Lakers, if you tune in in the first quarter to watch the Lakers play, you're going to be disappointed, guaranteed. They've been outscored by 74 points in the first quarter so far this season. They've played eight games. Six of the eight games, they've trailed by double digits after the first quarter. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? stat of the day. Three-point shooting, not good. Anthony Davis out again. They got roughed up by the Houston Rockets. There was a stare-down moment last night. Dylan Brooks is staring at LeBron James. It was like a stoppage in play, and Dylan Brooks is just staring. He's like three feet uh, apart from LeBron. He's just staring at him, and LeBron's staring right back at him. These things are always silly. They are. And then... The Lakers complained to the NBA and said, hey, LeBron's not being officiated properly, and he's not getting the calls that he normally gets. Now, there are other marquee players who are not getting calls, and it's at a larger rate than he is. Luka, Giannis. LeBron and the number of calls that he's supposedly not getting is like 0.2%. I mean, it's really, really, really small. Small margin here. But... uh, sent the videotape in. The NBA looked at, I guess, the finish of one of the games, whether it was Orlando or Miami, and said, no, the calls were correct. But do you do this? I could just... We're eight games in. I I mean, you're 20 years in. I just felt like, no, I don't think we... And then I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm going, wait, Giannis and Luka can complain. LeBron can't. He's still getting the you know similar number of calls here. Yes, Marv. You're supposed to do the Phil Jackson thing. You complain about this during playoff time. After like a game three, you start, man, MJ really wasn't getting those calls like he was supposed to, guys. Come on, Dick Bavetta. Yes, Fritzy. 
It's whiny. You got to pick your spots because I guess what they're trying to do is lay the groundwork. We've been complaining about this since eight games in and still going on all the way to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, some of the missed calls, according to the Lakers and LeBron, they said numerous missed calls in the uh, Miami Heat game. The Lakers cited multiple clips from the game demonstrating that they contend it's clear illegal contact against LeBron James that wasn't called. You know, LeBron had talked about it being almost a conspiracy theory last year about this, that somehow the league would want to penalize the, the biggest name and biggest brand in the NBA, the Lakers and LeBron. I'm thinking, I don't think you want to keep them out of a playoff picture, do anything to the detriment of the Lakers. At least you're going out and uh, doing something in a way that is unfair to the Lakers, treating them unfairly. Feels like you would probably give preferential treatment than you would the other way. Yes, Heaton. Maybe is this the first sign that LeBron is no longer LeBron? (laughs) He's not getting the calls? He he used to get that treatment, but aging LeBron now, he's finally crossed that line Mm. where he doesn't get that treatment. He's not the brand. Mm. Yeah. How many times do you watch an NBA game and somebody's complaining about the call? Either a call or a no call. It's, It's just about every play. Like, what? Me? Huh? I didn't know. It's either offense or defense that's complaining about it. It's, uh, it, it, for decades, this is what's happened and continues to happen. And the star players, they're the ones. The guy who's a scrub should be complaining when he doesn't get a call. You know, Michael and Magic and Larry and those guys got calls. They got preferential treatment. And, and LeBron is hard to officiate. I mean, just as physical, it's like Shaq. I think Shaq got fouled every single time down the floor. Now, he's so big, you could try to foul him, but it wouldn't you know, alter what he was trying to do. And LeBron, when he goes to the hoop, when he drives, you're not going to stop him. And you, know, you have to use some force there or foul. But I just, I mean, we're eight games in, and you're complaining about how LeBron's officiated. Sounded just a little desperate there. Uh, watching a little bit of the Spurs last night, and that's all we saw last night was just a little bit of the Spurs and Victor Wambayama. He scored as many points as I did in the first half. He finished with 14-9 and nine and didn't have his first basket till the third quarter. You're at the Garden, and, you know, if you look down through history, when players play in New York, they're playing at the Garden. They're not facing the Knicks. It's... He did it at the Garden. Not, he didn't do it against the Knicks. It was Michael had a double nickel at the Garden. You know, Kobe put up 61 at the Garden. That's the, you know, when Steph Curry went off the first time, I think he had 54 in a game. That was at the Garden. Not against the Knicks. At the Garden. And if you haven't been in the building, it's the most famous arena in America. From the outside, you go, all right, it looks majestic. Yeah, you know, you're right there. It's a city block, and you the garden. I remember the first time I went in, and I went, "Wait, this is it?" Um, okay, but the atmosphere—that's what changed everything. Once those Nick fans got in there, and I remember seeing a Celtics Nick game with Larry Bird, Bernard King, and then I realized the atmosphere, like the garden. It you know structurally. It's like the first time I went to Notre Dame. Now, this is before they did the renovation. I went, wait, this, this is it? What? There's no Jumbotron. Wait, where's my suite? 
<laughs> uh, okay, there's touchdown Jesus, but uh, and even when they did the renovation, like you grow up and you go, oh my god! First time I went to the Boston Garden, I went, what a dump, dude. When Rudy's dad got off off the bus, he said, this is this is the finest sight these eyes have ever seen. What are you talking about? Well, that was just an emotional viewpoint. What? It wasn't a correct viewpoint. It was just emotional. Yeah, that's why you go to Notre Dame, because it's emotional. You're not like, oh, touchdown Jesus. You're like, oh, my God. It's touchdown Jesus. Look at where we are right now. Did you try to go to Notre Dame? To school? Yeah. Like for classes? <laughs> no. No, not even close. I didn't know, if, you know, you had a, a reach school. You know, we have those schools that are reach. West Virginia was a reach school. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think really probably my reach school is Seton Hall, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, Paulie. But there's no emotion. You go to SoFi Stadium, like, you appreciate it. Oh, it's new. There's glass. There's everywhere. But I remember the first time I went to the, the Madison Square Garden, it was to see Patrick Ewing in year two versus, like, Carl Malone. I was like, this feels awesome. It felt like a big game. And, and you walk in from the street, you're like, I recognize that sign from all the movies and TV shows. You feel like you're at a, a I guess, a, a not an event, but like a place of history, like going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the first time I went to Wrigley, first time I went to Fenway. Now, those were different. When I walked into Fenway the first time, I went, God, that left field wall is really close. But it was, I, it was beautiful, but it, it, it was antiquated. The seats really tight, you know, built in 1912. But when you go in and you're inside Fenway, it was spectacular. Wrigley, without the Ivy, you go, eh. And then the Ivy comes in, you go, okay. I mean, it, you had that old scoreboard there. There's just certain places. Now, I don't have special memories at Wrigley, but I know it's a special place. And, and I think that's what's different with the garden, whether it's Boston Garden or Madison Square Garden. All, all those great memories, all those moments that happened there. Yes, Eden? Yeah, I kind of feel like when you can remove the emotion from it, Madison Square Garden is a great place because you were told it was. <laughs> Wrigley Field, that's a great place because I was told it was. But standing there, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. I was shocked with the Boston Garden because growing up, the way – this is before they used to light the, the uh, fans in the stands. So it was almost like it was a play. Yeah. It was a Broadway show where the game was featured and that was lit. Everything else was dark. You're like, what's going on in the crowd there? Yeah. Now, and, and when I went there and I thought, God, this, look at that floor. Man, I, I'd love to have that in my house. And then you look <laughs> at it and you go, I don't want that in my house. And it was just really antiquated. I remember going into the locker room after the Lakers won the championship. And I thought, this is, wait, this is the garden? My high school uh, shower locker room area was better than the visiting. <laughs> now, granted, Red Arbach, I don't think, wanted to have running water, hot water in there. Um, they had hooks. They didn't have lockers. I thought, all right, this, I get the home court advantage here. But I went in there thinking I was going to smell cigar smoke, and it was going to be this beautiful finished floor. And you look at it, there were big gaps in it. Now, it was still charming, and then I thought, you know what, let me take a jumper here, just to say I took a jumper there, and uh, because I grew up, and I, you know, the Great Western Forum, same thing, where you're like, okay. I like that. I didn't expect, you know, sometimes we take turns, twists and turns. I didn't expect us crapping on holy lands of U.S. sports <laughs> in the first segment. I didn't see that coming, but uh, I'm glad it, that we got here. Seton, it's scripted right in front of you. Oh, that's, yeah. that was my next line, or did I jump lines? Yeah, yeah. 
Now, there's one more line, and then you say that. Yes, Paul. I remember the first time I went to a couple places in Los Angeles, the L.A. Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, and they're very they're very antiquated. There's like food trucks outside. There's not a lot of facilities. The, the, you're sitting on concrete, but I loved it. The first time I went to a Dodger game, I think, was in the late 90s. And it's just like you see on TV. It's just glistening. The sun is coming in. Those nice green hills in the background and the old you know, scoreboards and the players in the white. There's some stadiums that I don't want to develop and have modern amenities. Dodger Stadium lived up to it. Yep. That was gorgeous. Um, Coliseum, not good. Uh, but, it, but historical. Yeah. Historical good. Yes. The Rose Bowl, I love that venue. But it's weird, like you're going to, you know, through this neighborhood, boom, there's the Rose Bowl down the hill. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Seton. There are some places that you, when you get there, you step back in time. You know, like the Coliseum for me, you're like, what was this born? It was born, uh, built in the 20s. You know, you're like, holy crap. This is like, you just stepped back a hundred years. The there's other places where you just step back into bad times in architecture. You're like, oh, well, they probably could tear this place down and put up something better. Yeah, and that might be Madison Square Garden. Yeah, back to Madison Square Garden. It's still it it is a wonderful venue to go into. Just if the Knicks got good again, and you could hear that defense, defense, and it was wonderful. It was spectacular. Like you really felt a building. And uh, that I, I still remember that when you heard that, because the games mattered. You're, the Celtics were in town. Bernard King was going toe-to-toe with Larry Bird. Yes, he... And going to Big East basketball games in the yeah. Garden, the Big East tournament there, yep. where that's some of the, the best sporting like environments you can get to, especially back in the day when it would be Georgetown, Syracuse, and you had just titans of the game. Yeah, and St. John's and a, Villanova. Absolutely. All good stuff. Yes, Tom. But the Garden, even if you're not a huge hockey fan, if you go to a Stanley Cup playoff game and you hear that let's go Rangers oh, in the yeah, Garden yeah. on top of what the Knicks get, that's a pretty big stuff in there. First professional hockey game, Islanders-Rangers. Aww. When... Uh, they they scored the uh, Ken Morrow scored the goal at the at the Garden, and I was like, "Wow, this is exciting!" And my producer at the time, Artie Burko, goes, "Not every hockey game is like this." Just letting you know, I go, "Okay, yeah, Paul." About a decade ago, Seton and I went to Notre Dame, Michigan at Michigan, big house, and I'd never been there, but I've always seen their games on TV, and the place looks just gigantic. But when we were walking in from the street, it's it, the the stadium's kind of recessed into the ground. It doesn't look that big and grand from the outside. You're like. That's it. That's it's not that high, like LSU and other places. And then you walk in, and it's just this mass in every direction. People everywhere. Hundred thousand people there. All right. So we're awaiting whatever the Big Ten is going to announce with Michigan. If there's any ruling today, how Michigan counters that. But uh, we'll talk to Rick Neuheisel. What will happen? What should happen? And does he still believe that Jim Harbaugh will be in the NFL? next season. Your phone calls are welcome. Operator Tyler is standing by 877-3DP-SHOW. we got a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that coming up. Eli Manning a little bit later on as well. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, 
what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The original light beer. 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there. Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. During the commercial break, I walked out to the basketball floor. I walked back to see the big German. I walked outside. Todd following me the whole time. Like a little puppy. I don't know why. And I go, what? And he goes, have you ever been to the sports arena? LA Sports Arena, where the yes. Clippers used to play. I said, yes. It was a big a, dump. It, it was not. That's what it was known as, the, the big dump. They called yeah. it the clip joint, but it was the dump. Welcome to the big dump. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They used to promote the other team. All the newspaper articles and everything was, come to the clip joint to see this guy from this team, this guy from the other team, this star from the other team. Yeah. Is there, is there a bad stadium that still exists? I'm a bad arena where you go, I don't want to go there. Trying to think if anything really comes to mind. And, and while I 
you know, I'm critical of the Boston Garden, the way it looked, but it was still a majestic building. It was still a piece of history that you're walking into. You're walking into a, a time warp. But if if you went there for the amenities, you were greatly disappointed. Yes, Seaton. I think that there are a ton of average sports venues where they're like kind of generic plug and play could be any city in America. There, it takes something to be either truly great or truly terrible it has to be pretty special. Because if your team is good, the building still has some kind of meaning to you that you, you'll put up with these seats are really uncomfortable. Uh, like Fenway, you would go in and you could have a, an obstructed view seat. And the seats were really small because people back in 1912 were a little bit smaller than us. <laughs> Fenway is awesome, though. What a what a place. Everybody, it's great. Everybody should see a game in there. Definitely. Yes. Uh, it's worth it. Because you walk in and you see that left field and you go, damn, that monster is really close. It, 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 it strikes you as a wiffle ball place where you go, man, this would be great to play wiffle ball yeah. off that wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul. When I moved to New York in the late 90s, ever, all I heard was Shea Stadium's awful. Don't go to a Mets game. It's awful. It's a bad experience. Hard to get to. Bad food, everything. There's planes flying over. I think I had been told so many times it was awful. I got there. I'm like, this is all right. It seemed okay to me. It didn't seem bad. I guess it didn't have the amenities, but... As long as you got beer, hot dogs, and a view, I thought it was terrible. It was dump. I'm not I, sure why. I there was there was no atmosphere there, and and there were planes going by. It, it just it wasn't. There was no magic there. It, there was no like wow. Except for the uh, <laughs> apple. Yeah, the apple when somebody hits a home run. <laughs> like yeah, the big apple. Okay, <laughs> Yankee Stadium. You walked in and you go all right. I mean, it wasn't pristine, but it was still Yankee Stadium. And Ruth played there. Yes. Yeah. Even I mean, walking down into the like the dugout and you're going, you know, Babe used to be in here. And you know, so Babe and probably some babes used to be in there knowing Babe. Yes. It was like one of the first things my father in law said to me as soon as the new Yankee Stadium opened. Mm -hmm. Babe Ruth never played there. <laughs> I was like, Oh damn, I wonder if the Yankees realize what they just gave up. <laughs> Ma, it doesn't look that great to me. Babe Ruth never played there. All right. We're waiting word from the Big Ten and then how Michigan responds. Is Jim Harbaugh gonna be on the sidelines this weekend? Does any of this punishment matter or the rumors of it or the possibility? I think it's all if it happens, it happens in the offseason. But let's bring in Rick Neuheiser, our good buddy, CBS Sports College football analyst, former college coach at UW, also Colorado, and UCLA. All right, Rick, what do you think should happen to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan? Uh, I just put this under the category of overzealous, the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> this is, uh, you got a guy by the name of Connor Stallions who's just super fan, wants to impress the head coach, and finds ways to get all kinds of intelligence. The head coach goes, wait a minute, you really can get that stuff? And proves to be very accurate information and you end up hiring him and the guy went way over his skis and obviously didn't do a very good job of hiding his trail uh as we're uncovering more and more of this yeah this is just overzealousness 101 what will happen do you think well you've got a bunch of angry coaches you got a real a bunch of angry an angry mob right now knocking at the door and uh you know tony Petiti's in a bind because he's got to prove to these guys that he's going to try to find some measure of justice and michigan's going to just lawyer up this is going to get pushed to the after the season because of all the legal machinations and uh i would guess that jim harbaugh will be looking for a work in the nfl
And you talked about that a couple of weeks. That's what you thought would maybe be the end result here. But also, you were on. You were coaching what three different programs? And did you ever have anybody who would have gone rogue on you and got gathered information that you didn't know about to maybe help your assistant coaches? Not that I'm aware of. Now, listen, we all, I know there's some pushback now by Michigan that coaches are, you know, conspiring and getting information against Michigan. You'd always get on the phone and ask somebody who's a friend in the business if, if they just played somebody, give me, you know, your tells, right? If you're going into a poker game, you want to know what people's uh, tells are. That that happens all the time. But to go to the level that Connor Stallions has apparently gone to, uh, I've never been aware of anything like that. Did you ever get signals? Did you ever get information like that from another coach sharing information like Rutgers, Purdue, and Ohio State are accused of doing? The signals that you would always try to get from opponents is personnel groups. Defensive coordinators are hell-bent to find out what personnel is going into the game, especially with this advent of up-tempo stuff. So if you're changing personnel and you're going from 11 personnel, which means one back and, and uh, one tight end in the game, and you're going to now 10 personnel, taking the tight end out and adding a wide receiver, the, the coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the play caller, wants to know that information so that he can give a call that's more in touch with all the the data that you have when in, when they're in 10. So you're always looking to see what signals are going in to communicate that. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the role. Like, did Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue, what they're accused of, is that illegal? There, no. What I think they're getting are the sign are, are personnel groupings. I think they're just getting personnel grouping signals. I don't think they're they they have the uh, the wherewithal to figure out what the play call is. I, I really don't. What what uh, what Connor Stallions was doing was taking it to the nth degree and knowing everything there was to know about the stuff and at least allegedly. And uh, coordinators, it's uh, all the video shows him standing next to the coordinators are waiting for him to say run pass and what kind of run and pass and that's a huge advantage i'm just trying to understand this though rick if i had somebody on my staff who was going to other games getting information who is he giving the information to and how does jim harbaugh not know that somebody on his staff is going to scout in advance maybe be in disguise and giving that information to one of his assistant coaches i think uh that jim did know I, I think it's implausible for him not to know that this guy has some real information and some important data that can be really useful to the coordinators in their play calls. Uh, and, you know, the fact that he, he was out there doing all that, I don't think Jim wanted to know how he was doing it, but he was certainly, uh, it was useful information, which is why the guy went from super fan to an employee. Talking to Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports College football analyst, former college head coach at uh, Washington, UCLA, and Colorado. What is the policy etiquette of ratting out a program? Like, if you got information, you know, would you share that with somebody, uh, a reporter or the NCAA, if you knew that they were up to something nefarious? I think what we all would like to say we would do is go straight to the source, which is mean if you had a suspicion that Jim Harbaugh was doing something, you'd go straight to Jim Harbaugh. I know he did that to me. 
he thought I was he thought I was uh, involved with a recruit uh, at a time where I couldn't be on in in phone conversation with him or I couldn't call the recruit and he called me out and, and accused me of it. I said, Jim, absolutely not. The kid called me. Uh, it was a kid out of Stockton uh, by the name of Philip Rule, a kind of walk-on fullback that you know walk-ons couldn't get into Stanford. So this was a unique. Uh, uh, guy for him wait so Harbaugh really, calls you and says oh yeah he called me every name in the book saying i was cheating and i said you're absolutely out of your mind i have not i've got all the phone records you can see that phil rule called me wanting to come to ucla but we had it out on the phone there was nothing going back uh give and take <laughs> what what's amazing dan this this guy went to the lengths of bringing all this data we were back in the pack 10 at the time and uh wanted uh, Pete Carroll to stop having the use of all the Pac-12 officials at his practice. He said he only had a budget for, you know, three or four practices a year where the Pac-12 officials, Pac-10 officials at the time would come to his practice. And Pete was having them every day. He could afford to have them every day. And he was going to get this, you know, great uh, favoritism from the officials because he was going to create these relationships. And then Pete raised his hand and said, I was the most penalized team in the league. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. Everybody started laughing. And Jim got so angry. He said, it's the principle of the thing. And it was just like one of these but things. But that's where, what I'm, I'm wondering. His dad yeah. was a legendary coach, by the book coach. Like, that's the thing I keep coming back to with Harbaugh. Um, yeah. Would he have it, it, done this and, and maybe embarrassed his dad in the process? I, I guess the ends justify the means, but th th this is wildly embarrassing. Wildly embarrassing because this is a team that frankly doesn't need it. This team is really good. What he's got. As a matter of fact, he couldn't he couldn't stop but tell me in Indianapolis at the uh, Big Ten media days that this is good. This team's going to break the record of Georgia's most draft choices going to the NFL. He thinks it's going to be somewhere in the eighteen to twenty number. Would you rather know what Harbaugh knew or who's the one that started the investigation? <laughs> this is where you, this is the Johnny Cochran. I mean, he's just he's just if the glove doesn't fit, right? You've got you've got a jury looking at something that doesn't have anything to do with this. The bottom line is Connor Stallions was too obvious. But but somebody had it out for Harbaugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that line's a long line. <laughs> <laughs> that line's a just, long line. Just to now. put you on record, <laughs> you had nothing to do with this. I had nothing okay. to do with it. I just want to make yes, sure. Yes. Yeah. No you had no knowledge <laughs> of it. But but somebody Absolutely not. Somebody gift wrapped this to the NCAA. Oh, without question. Without question. Why? And uh I, obviously they got wind of it. Somehow, some way there was uh, a tip that this somebody was doing this. Yeah, and but it, teams don't turn in other teams though, because everybody's oh, cheating, Rick, aren't they? If, if well, no, no, not everybody at this level. That, that's and I'll draw a line there. Everybody's trying to get information, trying to get tells, and if you got a buddy that knows something, you're going to ask what what you know. But no one's going to the lengths that Connor Stallion went, and now finding out that Connor Stallions went from you know the Wizard of Oz overzealous to an employee. Now you're you're substantiating his work, and and there's where you've got an issue. Great but it writes it writes his own song. I mean, this is going to be a song, Dan, and I'll come back and perform it here at some point. What's it going to be called? Oh, Santa! Oh no, Jimmy's got you in a bind. Are you blind? Connor Stallion's trail not hard to find. Santa! Oh no, just play the game of legalese. 
Bump, bump, bump. Oh, yeah, it's going to ride itself. Thank you, buddy. Good to talk to you again. my friend. Uh, (laughs) He was ready for that. I was just asking the title of the song. But uh, New Eisel, who's given us many, many songs, born in the SEC, I think might have been the first one. Legendary. But uh, interesting, though, his take that Harbaugh called him when Harbaugh was at Stanford and Rick was recruiting somebody that Stanford was recruiting, and uh, he thought that Jim did some. Jim thought that Rick did something illegal, and then called him up. And New Heisel said, "I didn't call the recruit; he called me." And the fact that Jim would call him on that—that's why I keep coming back to this: that if you're Michigan, you don't have to do this. It's like the Houston Astros. Everybody says, "You know, hey, they're not cheating now." You didn't have to cheat back then; you were that good. I don't, you know, Jim's dad, I keep coming back. When I met him the first time, his father, legendary college coach, and I just think, like, the integrity of that relationship and the family and coaching and what it means and the importance, would he do knowingly do something that was breaking the rules? Yeah, Paul? You know, the investigation could show that it never got up to him. He just saw the product of what this guy was doing rogue. But the Big Ten may say that, your team still benefited from illegal sign stealing, where you go in person to another stadium. They may say, you knowing or not knowing is irrelevant to the benefit of the program that you got. Okay, but also, help me understand this. If if he's guilty of something, suspended, then are you taking away victories? So maybe he doesn't coach two games. Now that's games, the NCAA, not the Big Ten. But that's also, if, if you cheated, you're, you're guilty of cheating, we're going to punish you for cheating, then... I have to take away the wins that you had because cheating helped you get those wins? The NCAA has three levels of infraction. One, two, and three. One's the strongest. One is where you could lose titles, you could lose history. Like Michigan basketball is stripped of things. Yeah. And that's a level one infraction. A level three infraction could be as simple as like a fine or a sit down for a week or where it doesn't rise to the level of losing scholarships or losing bowl mm. appearances. So. Uh, according to ESPN, there's no indication of any timetable on a decision on potential Big Ten discipline in the case of Michigan's alleged illegal sign stealing. We'll take a break. Our play of the day is up next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there. Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, 
Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Eight to shoot. They go to Joel. One on one with Tatum. The left of the key. Four to shoot. Backing, turning, fadeaway from the wing is good. What a shot. The touch by Embiid. He's talking smack to Sam Cassell. Cassell now on the Celtics bench. Take that, Sammy. That's your play of the day. That's courtesy of the Sixers Radio Network. Joel Embiid, 27 and 10. He has played 401 regular season games in his career. That's the 263rd time that he's had a double-double. Only two active NBA players have had more double-doubles in their first 400 games. Let's go around the room and see if we can guess. Active players, double-doubles in their first 400 games. One had 291 double-doubles, the other one 277. Todd, I'll start with you. Will Chamberlain. Active, Todd. (laughs) Bill Russell. I'm kidding. Not even active, not even alive. LeBron James. No. Marvin? (laughs) I'm not going to cheat this time. I know the answer. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. That kind of ruins the bit. Yeah. Marvin, uh, okay, you're excluded, uh, Seton. How about uh, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, no. Paulie? Luca? No. I don't know if Luca has he played 400 uh, career games? Mm, mm. Okay. Anthony Davis? No. He, I don't think he's played 400 career games. Oh, yeah, 400 <laughs> yes. games. Yeah. Russell Westbrook? Uh, okay. Um, both players, their first initial is K. Does that help anybody? Both did it for the same franchise. Uh, <laughs> Rich, you want to guess some old guy again? Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Oh, there you go. And and Kevin Love. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Blue, blue. Cabron Kane. <laughs> Kevin Love active. Cabron James. Yes. Is Kevin Love still playing? I don't know who he's playing for. Is he still in Cleveland? Want to play the guess where Kevin Love's playing game? He looks like he's old as me. Um, Is he 
Cleveland, Marvin? I think he's on the Heat roster. He is a Heat. He's yes, played. Right. He's started three games this year. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> Come on. I'm not making that up. I would never besmirch Kevin Love. He's averaging, jeez, uh, he's actually, he's averaging eight and eight. Okay. Well, that's not quite a double-double. No. It's a double single. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, we'll uh, play Guess That Punishment with Michigan. Okay? <laughs> it's a new segment. It's called Guess That Punishment. A couple of phone calls. Uh, Dave in Columbus. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind today? Good after. Uh, good morning, DP. Hey, by the way, king of morning talk show, you are. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Dave. Yes, sir. I'm an older man. I've been watching sports for over 55 years. And I'm here to tell you, the people behind this idea of Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, Harbaugh, <laughs> getting anything done this week, this month, this year, is is their pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Too much money riding on the people's pockets that are in place to receive those profits. In my opinion. Well, the Big Ten doesn't want to discipline Jim Harbaugh, but they also want to make sure that they're appeasing the other teams, the other fan bases, the other coaches in the Big Ten. And how do you do both? Do we sort of punish you, but we don't take you out of the national title picture? Do we wait until the end of the season and then we deal with this? Because, you know, now these coaches are going and athletic directors are going, wait a minute here. And then the next time there's a controversy, does somebody bring up, well, you didn't do anything to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? Imagine you just got on the job as the commissioner of the Big Ten, and here you go. Here's this investigation. And now all of a sudden, you got to act in real time. What do you do? And then what's Michigan do to counteract that? Uh, let's see. Caleb in Ohio. Hi, Caleb. What's on your mind today? Caleb, I'm here. Are you, what are you doing? Are you mountain climbing? No, I'm working on a solar field. Okay, should I call you back later, Caleb? Uh, All right, well, we'll try them a little later on. You know, those things don't just go up themselves. No, do they? they don't. Yeah, no, okay, I'm actually at work right now. Dan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, so, Car Caleb, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. your job. Let a brother work. I know, my bad, my bad. Uh, Robbie in Utah. Hey, Rob, what's on your mind? <laughs> Good morning, DP guys. Hey, uh, 220-44. Guys, I got one statement and one comment. One, you guys are changing the world. My wife is in Ireland right now for work, and I'm flying in on Friday to go see her. She calls me Monday morning, what it would do Monday morning, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I watched Dan Patrick, the Raiders won. She's not a sports fan. Can I believe that she watches you guys <laughs> while she travels? When Aaron Rodgers got injured, she calls me and she's like, oh, I heard on Dan Patrick, I'm like, Wow, you listen to Dan Patrick when you travel? Second, what's the norms in Ireland? What, like, she says that you don't tip over there. She doesn't trust me driving. And what's the best food to eat? Uh, the food is better than advertised. Uh, good seafood over there. And I would tip. They may not do it, but I did. You know, you're, you just want to make sure you're not an ugly American, like going over there and not. And just. Even ask, you know, what's a normal tip? Ask, ask somebody if you're at a restaurant or at a bar, just say, what, what is normal here? What is respectful here? But not every place in the world, you know, you tip. But, you know, over there, we did. Well, we needed to.
At least I think we did when we left the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I left Seton with a the bill one night, a check one night. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I forgot to pay. Didn't your friend say, oh, they left you with the bill? Yeah. Yeah, the bartender was like, so Will Farrell and Dan Patrick made you pay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oops. Mike Breen, the voice of the NBA. Join us coming up. Eli Manning as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 